I don't know how to say this. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Daisy. I'm here with Mr. Bill Bernard, and this is the first episode of Real Time with Daisy and Bill. Um, we're going to be discussing the film Joker. So, like, let's just jump right into this. Tell me your first impressions on the film. Uh, a lot better than what I expected um, when I first like saw the first trailer. Um, at first, when I was watching, I was like, "They're not going doing anything with the comics," and it was just like it was like it's it was like a oh I don't know how to explain this. You're gonna have to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I like this. I like this. I don't know how to explain. It. Basically, at first, I was like, the, at the trailer, I was like, this is gonna be nothing like Joker. It's not gonna be like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just scared. Heath Ledger was great. Yes, and I don't know how they're gonna top that. So when I first went to the film, I was like, okay, it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. Um, let's just like give it a shot. Like, just no bias towards it right away. For sure. Um, and then uh, I watched the movie, and uh, there were no shots that they like just did just because they needed it. They they took time on each shot, and you knew that right mm-hmm. away. Um, just with the coloring, with any type of angle, it was great. And that's just my nerdy side of yeah, videography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the story. It wasn't a comic book story. It could happen in real life, which is which was crazy to me. First of all, um, nothing but, felt supernatural with it. Absolutely, yeah. and that was. I mean, like obviously, when you go into a Joker movie, you're thinking like this is with Batman and Superman and all that stuff in the DC universe. But it's not. It wasn't. It was about a guy who just had mental health issues, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like how it is today in today's society. Uh, like people don't get the the care that they need and it could like it happened to him so it could really easily happen and that just put him over the edge yeah yeah i i think like my thoughts with it was i was thinking oh maybe this will just be a movie i'll watch later maybe it'll be a red box movie i'm glad that i forked over the additional dollars to see it in imax because the big thing with that was it was so intense, especially those moments that they hid from the trailers. Like, this was a movie where I 100% do not feel like the trailers gave anything away. The true depth of the film, especially the, the mental health issues, and, like, the big reveal that you think is going to be the biggest thing. But no, it's what happens at the end that's, like, the biggest reveal. It, it just it takes you by a storm and I think more so than anything I was just amazed with how much Joaquin Phoenix embraced that role like he really is going to give Heath Ledger a run for his money and I don't know what the future holds but the fact that um, Joaquin Phoenix didn't rule out the possibility that he would reprise that role that that speaks volumes because if you could get that same sort of just pure raw talent that'd be crazy although i'd I'd worry about his vitality because like a role like that has got to exert a lot on someone not just mentally but physically it did and i was i read a lot of interviews with him basically for the start of it he lost 52 pounds yeah which is crazy like you hear a lot of actors and actresses losing weight or gaining weight for a role and like possibly like um, staying away from people trying to like get into the, the mindset of their character. Yeah. Whereas he like he didn't want to talk to anybody behind the scenes of the movie. Like mm-hmm. he said like 
I am a character and that's what I'm doing for this movie. Um, like, obviously he could talk to the director, he could talk to anybody like his costume designer, stuff like that. But like he wanted to stay in character as much as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like his favorite actor uh, and there's a lot of actors that you know in that movie he knew and like he couldn't see them as a friend yeah and he he knew like like i'm about to either kill you in this movie or just like harm you in this movie and i don't want to become good friends with you because that's gonna downgrade my my uh, ability yes yes i i think i think that's a big thing um one of, one of the things that i was reading about that i didn't know is that one of the comedians that performed for the scene with the comedy club, he didn't realize that Joaquin Phoenix was acting in that. He just thought he was an annoying extra who kept <laughs> laughing because it was throwing off this comedian because they had a real comedian perform. It was throwing off his timing. And then later on, he realized, oh, my God, that was him. That was that was all stage like he just thought that they were shooting him, but they didn't realize that they threw a wrench in there to get a real response from that comedian and also to capture the the just like raw mental disparity of uh, the Joker. Or what what was his name? Arthur Fleck mm-hmm. in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what the the Joker was with that one. And the thing, what did you think of that scene, that just slow push in to Joaquin Phoenix or Arthur Fleck? Um, what did you think of that? A lot of people say that's their favorite shot of the movie. It's just like seeing, like slowly seeing like how he's laughing at the wrong things. And like you can just tell that like he wants to be comedian. He wants to bring happiness to everybody. But like he's just laughing at the wrong things. And like he sees the comedy in things that people don't. And that's kind of what he explains to himself at the end when he talks about uh, what he thinks is funny versus mm-hmm. what society thinks is funny. Don't want to give any spoilers though. I I really I I loved all of the stuff that happened in the comedy club because I felt like that really that that put him on the map for the following scenes that that followed. But more so than anything, the things that stuck with me because I didn't know whether to like cringe or laugh exactly because I'd feel guilty for laughing but trust me I never feel guilty for laughing at things that I really shouldn't was the the scene in his house with the the little guy that scene oh, yeah. that and also the him punching out that was crazy cuz I didn't know whether to laugh or to be like like uh what should i do right now like because both of those were just so raw and it was like so intense like his his whole entire acting in that like i i was i i didn't know what to do especially as he this was featured in the trailer when he was walking away and he was like laughing and then he just stopped on cue Mm -hmm. that was like i was like this man is crazy and I think it was. I think it was great. Like I, I even like to see uh, the guy that plays uh, Paperboy from Atlanta in there at the Insane Asylum. Like I thought that was really good. Uh, so that brings the question: Do you feel sympathy towards Arthur Fleck, or do you say this guy's crazy? Well, 
I think I think a, it's kind of weird because it's kind of a little bit cliched because a lot of the time, like whenever you have a problem or something like that, people have a natural inclination to feel sorry for them, but it's not always genuine. It's 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 um, and this isn't to say anything negative, but like a lot of the time people feel compelled to like for me, they'll thank me for my service. But if you go a step further, like most people are not involved in knowing anything about that. And I don't fault them. I don't fault them at all. But to answer your your question more direct, I feel like I didn't so much feel sorry for him. I just felt concerned that especially with the funding going away and he could not see his counselor anymore. I feel like the last few people who could really rein him in were disappearing. And I think more so than feeling sorry, I felt like there should have been more people to kind of rein him in. Because once he was let loose, he went all out. He was like, he was worse than any schizo person. Like, he was the textbook definition of what can go wrong if someone does not get their medication and has an outlet to express great deals of anger towards something. But, like, I, I do feel sympathy for him just because, like, he was just an outsider trying to be in. Yes. And he wanted to bring happiness. He desperately wanted to be a comedian. And he got yeah. the opportunity. And even though that brought him a little bit of embarrassment yeah. um, from from the show, uh I think that he just wanted to be happy and mm-hmm. he wanted to make others happy. Yeah. But without that medication, without all that therapy, he was he wasn't able to get that. Uh, he started learning things about his past more mm-hmm. and like throughout the movie, everyone's been there with like mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So with Joaquin Phoenix or Arthur Fleck, he constantly just like got worse and worse. Yes. Um, with the medication, he he was still bad mm-hmm. uh he was able he was stable he wasn't going on a killing spree yeah. but he was just stable enough to just go to work go home and take care of his mother but like once that all stopped that's just put him, put him over the edge and what what kind of sucks with it is he did learn things about his past and he uh kind of just like he lost his job all mm-hmm. of that when he lost his medication yes yes um, I, I, I feel, I feel what you're, you're saying there. Like, I think if nothing else, the fact that they basically brought him on that show to kind of make fun of him, I felt like that was, that was real messed up. That really was. So this isn't a spoiler, but he does kill people. Um, but the thing that I noticed is, and like, this wasn't really a debate, it wasn't an argument. I just, I just was telling somebody mm-hmm. like he didn't kill anybody that didn't do him wrong. Like, uh, I don't know how to give examples, but like just the people that he killed was either trying to make fun of him, was trying to hide things from him, uh, just like hurting him really. And that doesn't give him any sort of, uh, like you can't just do it. Like you can't just kill somebody because they did you wrong like that, that that's wrong right there. But he, in his mind, like he found, he found it comedic. So he was like okay, this makes me feel good, and these people are doing me wrong, so what's the what should I do yeah. to feel good? And, like, once again, that doesn't give him any right to kill people. It doesn't of give any, anybody any right. But, 
like he wasn't just going on a killing spree for fun he wasn't mm-hmm. doing like i don't want to say things that will make people upset so I'd, i i i almost have to ask like you bring up you bring up a point that made me think in that regard i feel like there was like subtle underlining to almost make it seem like it's almost justified and parallels to batman who's a vigilante who does things that are one against the law, but are in some ways to be able to dole out justice that he he himself feels is justified. Um, I'd like I'd, I wonder what you think about that, like how that kind of parallels like Batman in some regards. Basically, um, within the movie, Batman was created because of Joker. Yes. And the thing with that, though, is that, like, um, basically, Batman, as a child, was an orphan. Same with same with Arthur Fleck. So he finds it funny, at the end of the movie, that he's, a, he's an orphan. That may just be a conspiracy, too. But, like, the thing with Joker is he does people harm because they did him harm. Mm-hmm. And whether it ended with him killing them or just uh, taking away what they love. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make it right, obviously. Batman doesn't kill, mm-hmm. but he does grow up to be somebody against uh, just any criminals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he's, he's going against people that did other people harm Batman rather than this Joker who did something to him where he just kills them or does them mm-hmm. harm. So, I mean, Batman's doing right by keeping mm-hmm. the streets safe. Yeah, but Bat or Joker is just trying to keep himself safe and happy, and uh, just taking out people who did him wrong. Yeah, uh, I I do have to say though, I think over the span of all of the Batman movies and comics that have existed, I don't think Batman has ever directly killed anyone, but yeah. probably through some seven degrees of separation, people have died from Batman. I would I would guess so, just yes. because. I mean, even just a punch to, like, your temple would, yeah, <laughs> would yeah. take you out. So, I mean, uh, I don't think Batman would just take out a gun and start shooting people. No. But I, I don't think he means to kill people. Yeah. He's going to do whatever it takes to keep him safe and others safe. But if that accidentally kills somebody, like, sure, that might be on his conscience. Mm-hmm. He knows that it, it could happen. But I don't think uh, he's, like, going out to uh, discreetly just kill um, either for fun or for justice. He's just mm-hmm. trying to stop what's going on. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're approaching the the end of our segment here. Um, so let me just ask you the big question, my friend. A lot of a lot of people have talked about how this movie parallels taxi driver and other other films such as Fight Club and whatnot. Um, there, I've even heard people use the term incel when describing him, but, um, do you feel like this movie, um, do do you feel like this movie is going to do more good versus harm? And I can elaborate on that a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but like, do you feel like as it is, it's just a form of art or do you see that there could potentially be some negatives? Well, first of it? all, I don't think 
they i don't think warner bros said we're gonna make this movie to cause complete destruction of course but yeah okay so that's the one topic that i really hate about articles saying joker movie is too violent yeah did you see endgame yeah like, dude like endgame infinity war any of those movies yeah there's so many deaths Yes. There's approximately what five or six maybe in mm -hmm. Joker, so and like a lot of them weren't even terrible. There was that one in his apartment, but they weren't even terrible. They weren't super violent, and I think it might do. I'm not. I'm gonna go in between. I'm gonna go between the gray lines here. It's gonna do good just because it may bring attention to people who say like, okay, yeah, mental health, yeah, like is a serious thing, and like this could seriously happen. All of those, all of the things in Joker could happen in this world it's not uh fiction it's completely mm -hmm. i guess i should say science fiction i guess um, yeah but like mental health is a serious thing medication is a serious thing therapy is a serious thing he lost all of those things and i mean i hate to say it but it's it's real there's child abuse which we see in the movie mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and like there is that in this country in this world and i think that kind of brings attention to either parents uh even like our generation uh from like 13 up it's pg-13 right so 13 year olds and up like they, yeah. all of those people are saying like like yeah that's bad i should not i should not do that to my child my future child whatever it may mm -hmm. be because like that would bring harm to him and that could really uh disrupt his mental health his or mental health um and just like if that happens then like this could happen it's it's a real thing um bad though I would like the bad part of it would probably be uh, just there is killing, and yeah. the way that the way that he goes about um, helping himself and making himself happy isn't how people should anybody should do it. Yeah, uh, I know that like if anybody has seen the movie should probably know about the comics that Joker is just a crazy villain, um, so he he's going to kill and killing is fun to him. But people with mental health shouldn't go on killing sprees. Or, no. uh, I mean, one time my teacher gave me an F on a paper that did me wrong. It put, put my grade down. But I'm not going to go kill him just because he, he did that. So, yeah. like, the wrong part is, is that if people with mental health who are almost on the edge already see this movie and they say, wow, that, that might actually, like, that seems interesting. This is a great movie. This mm. seems interesting to me. So, let's try it. But, like... Like, I'm not promoting that. That's a terrible thing. But um, it does go to show that, and this, I don't mean to get political, but, like, therapy itself is expensive enough. It's, yes. Like, the cheapest probably $100 an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here at the university, they give four free sessions. Um, yeah. But, like, like, if you go to an actual professional, it's going to cost $100 or more mm -hmm. just for an hour. Um, and on top of that, Personally, I've even been to therapy and that was when I was in high school, but like it, it wasn't good for me. I talked, but I, it was a stranger I was talking to. Maybe if I had more time with them or if I had more days with them, maybe I'd create a relationship. But like therapy right now, it's you talk and then they give you an analogy about it and it's not good. A lot of people try it. A lot of people like a lot of people get help from it for sure, but a lot of people also say I tried that and it doesn't work for me mm -hmm. so I mean there's like therapy and medication definitely should be the first go-to with mental health definitely shouldn't be killing yeah. uh, so there's yeah. a lot of good and bad it's definitely an, a piece of art for sure because mm -hmm. one it is out of a, a comic book everyone loves 
Okay, sorry, mostly everyone loves comic book movies. So, I mean, it's a piece of art just because they did throw away the comic. They took what they knew about Joker and they and they went with it. They ran with it. And then just like the movie itself, the the scenes, the the lighting, the setting, all of it was just I think drawn out perfectly um, for the movie. So, it's not good, it's not bad, but it, it's a great piece of piece of art for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's that's pretty much it. Um, why don't uh, why don't you tell the people what your handle is or how they can get a hold of you? Probably Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I was gonna do. That's what I was gonna Twitter, do. Twitter definitely Daisy underscore Hagedorn. Uh, and uh, my my Twitter is uh, Bernard dot Broadcasts. And uh, this has been Real Time with Daisy and Bill. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon.